Welcome into this week's recruiting breakdown on On Texas Football. My name is Jerry Hamilton, joined by Justin Wells, both from inside Texas. Um, Justin, a couple of new 2025 offers, some big ones, right? Guys ranked at the top of their position. And I know 2020, 2024 is at the forefront, but Texas is offering the best guys in the country at their position right now in 25. Yeah, that, that, yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, it started a couple days ago with Jabori Antoine. He's a, a corner slash safety DB out of Westgate uh, High School down in New Iberia, Louisiana. We're pretty familiar with that spot, Jerry. Yeah. That's where Derek Williams came from. And uh, if you watch any of Jabori, he was actually the quarterback last year. He played on offense and defense. Phenomenal athlete. Number two corner on, on three uh, recruiting rankings uh, for 2025. That kid's going to be good. Derek has already been in his ear even before the Texas offer. Uh, he really likes Coach Joseph, and he tells me there's an early June visit that he's he's anticipating, and he, he's ready to get to Austin. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, well, right now I'm going to take a moment for our newest sponsor on On Texas Football. Welcome to our newest sponsor, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business from home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on the rise across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or call him at 325-261-7127. Again, welcome to our newest sponsor, Chase Yarborough of Goosehead insurance. Thank you very much for supporting on Texas football chase and your team. Um, Michael Riles, Justin Wells. Okay. So he's a name we've both been on. I was down through that area last week. Um, then I was at the regional track meet and we're going to get into more Memorial guys, but yeah, Michael Riles is a name that we've been hearing from high school coaches that played against them, right? Saying, yeah. okay, they've got a young edge guy that has a chance to be really good. I was at Jasper the other day. The coach mentioned Michael Riles. Um, then we kind of said on Inside Texas, we expect Texas to offer Michael Riles here pretty shortly. And they did yesterday. And I know you talked to Michael, and uh, he's a pretty interesting kid. He's got personality. He does. And, and I think what's funny here is he's about to explode. He's yeah. got, I want to say, 10, 15 offers right now. He's going to have 30 uh, over the next six months to a year. Uh, this kid is is really good. I love you know you know I have a soft spot in my heart for the basketball player that translates on the football field. Mr. Riles loves playing basketball, and that that does translate into football for him. He loves doing both. He feels like it helps him with his athleticism. He's a very twitchy kid for a big kid, and this is coming from a program Jerry that that, that produces dudes on a regular basis, from Cam Martin to 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 Jordan Thomas, not to mention Jalen Gilbo. DB Nickel at Texas is his cousin. He's related to Riles. And so he's there's already a connection there. It's so early, like you said earlier, with 2025s, you still got to set the floor and the foundation because every staff in college recruits two years ahead, just like we cover two years ahead and more some. With Riles, it was a matter of time. It was a matter of time before Texas had come through. I had talked to Riles about a month ago. And Bo Davis had actually been inquiring about him a little bit. Yeah. And that's the only contact he really had at that point. But he was really looking forward to it. Once that offer hit, Texas A&M called him 15 minutes later 
and did yeah. the exact same thing. So if you see somewhat of a snowball effect from a national standpoint, don't be surprised. Michael Riles is the number one prospect in 2025 on the on three recruiting rankings. Yeah. Anytime Texas or Texas A&M offers an in-state guy at a young age, he's going to get 20 to 30 offers after that. Um, and by the way, for those not familiar with Port Arthur, you grow up playing basketball there. Okay. You may end up being a football prospect, but you grew up playing basketball. Look, Port Arthur Lincoln back in the day, some of the best players the state's oh, ever produced. It's now rolling the Port Arthur Memorial. Jacobin Brown, who played at Texas, obviously. It is a football. Golden Triangle's known for football, but, man, they love their basketball down there. Kids grow up on the hardwood for sure. And I'll tell you what's interesting. Well, Justin, Beaumont's had a lot of success, too. Oh, yeah, no question. Um, I'll tell you what's interesting. I was at the 5A and 6A Region uh, 3 track meet. A Friday and Memorial was there and they had a number of guys running and I was talking to three of the coach football coaches who coach track and we were talking I was asking about Riles knowing that Texas is about to offer him and they said oh hold on Riles is really good but there's a 2026 linebacker Tyon Young who is a freshman starter his tapes on huddle and he has tremendous playing speed for 62205 they all three were adamant Riles is a tremendous prospect this young linebacker is going to be the best prospect since Jamal Charles at a memorial. So I kind of did a double take when three guys in a row said that. Uh, and that says something because Riles is really talented. Uh, so Memorial said they got in a 2026 running back. They said they had their young group is awesome. But linebacker uh, is the one to remember tie on. Uh, he was a starter this year. He's 6'2", about 210. And he can flat out run. He's going to remind people athletically that Harold Perkins, I think. Hey, and give a lot of credit to Brian Morgan. He's the head coach down there. He's a great guy, a great coach. He runs a great program, and I always like to see his guys have success because I think Coach Morgan is is one of the good ones, and, and, and that's probably one of my best takeaways from Memorial. And, Justin, we're going to move on here to 2024 recruiting now because we did have some significant news yesterday. Yes. Kids are setting up their official visits in June. Uh, Texas defensive line coach Bo Davis and D coordinator Pete Kwiatkowski were by Acadiana High in Lafayette uh, last week. They also went to see Melvin Hills, the defensive lineman at Lafayette Christian Academy. Now, that's not who we're talking about. He's visiting June 16th through 18th. Dominant McKinley, on three five star, 6'5", 280. Free. Really athletic kid. Free. Uh, yes, freak athlete. He scheduled his Texas official visit. Uh, he told Inside Texas that yesterday. It'll be June 23rd through 25th when that's when the majority of players are going to be visiting Texas. It'll be two weekends, 16th through 18th and 23rd through 25th. He also scheduled Ohio State June 2nd, 4th, Texas A&M the 9th through the 11th, um, Oklahoma the 16th through 18th, and Texas 23rd through 25th. LSU's a big leader in the RPM. Yeah. I get it. I understand it. For He's good from reason. Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, and we'll see when that LSU official visit happens. But right now, Texas has got the last visit in June headed into that July dead period. So it, big to get him on campus again. He Justin, he was here January 21st. Right. The junior day with his little brother, Darius, who's a big key in this recruitment. Texas has offered. Oklahoma came in and offered yesterday. I think they're feeling some pressure uh, and they offered Darius McKinley yesterday. So it's more than a Dominic McKinley recruitment. You're recruiting Darius and the whole family on this deal, but it's good to get him back on campus in June. I got to meet him in, in late January when he came on campus, and he was a very quiet kid. He's what different. Funny, he's quiet. Yeah. He's very quiet. He's very quiet, but he picks his words well. And, yeah. and you can tell he's thinking, but he's not speaking so much. The thing that was cool was nobody in our group recognized him. 
yeah. because he's not a familiar face. So I just walked over and introduced myself and started talking to him. We turn on the tape a few hours later and it's like, Jesus Christ, this 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 kid needs to be a little more known. We, we need to get our do our homework. Then you see his little brother running in the relays and track. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, that's another offer. Then you see the new and you said it's a family recruitment. How about mm-hmm. that family Twitter? The McKinley yeah. brothers. Yeah, I have a feeling they're a package deal. It's not say. always the case. You know how it goes. <laughs> But I wouldn't be surprised if these bros are playing together. Obviously, LSU is going to have the strongest say in that recruitment. But you never know. People thought Derek Williams was, yeah. was a done deal to LSU. And if Sark and his staff have shown anything, they can tip their toe into the boot and they can pull out some big ones. Well, they can and pull let's out a few, few lures and they, yeah. they, they, they catch some, some trophies out there. And so they're going to keep fishing. For those big dogs, getting him back on campus was big, and that was a big scoop from you, Jerry. And here's the thing: let's see where. Like I was at Acadiana High a few weeks ago, and a couple of the coaches there said, "We don't think he's a lock for LSU." And you know, I'm not yeah. saying that. I'm not sitting here saying, "Oh, this kid's not going to LSU." That's not what I'm saying. If I had to put it in RPM today, of course I'd put it in for LSU until we're proven wrong. Right. I think the new defensive line coach and that relationship could be impactful for LSU there. The one thing that McKinley, the McKinley bros and family have right now is a relationship with Bo Davis, Todd Bates, the Texas A&M staff, right? They have built-in relationships there. And even in the NIL day and age, relationships do still matter. Um, So we'll see what happens. LSU, I think, has a plan to not let any of these guys leave the state this year. We'll see how many they can keep. I I think think last year, kids going to Texas, look, you can handle – Nick Saban getting guys off of I-20, beating you out for Landon Collins back in the day. I mean, Alabama was running college football. When Texas, who's coming into the SEC, starts coming in and getting one or two guys every year you want and some of the top prospects in the state, that tends to change things. And I think LSU fan base, now that they've gotten behind Brian Kelly, he's not a great fit there personality-wise, but he's a hell of a football coach. I think LSU knows if the players are in place – this guy's going to probably win a national championship at some point. He's that level coach. So I think recruiting in Louisiana is going to get tougher for Texas, but Sark's built a staff that can fight. And and and, and I feel like they're preparing for that SEC move. Not that they yeah. didn't go into Louisiana on a regular basis to pull kids out, you know, from Malcolm Roach to, to, to Gerald Wilbon. I mean, there, there's a number of guys that they've done that. But if you want to compete at the high level in the SEC, you're going to have to go into these states and you're going to have to pull some of these kids. You're going to have to throw out a handful of offers. You're going to have to build the relationship with the coaches and the trainers, and you're going to have to see where your chips lay. And 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 I've said this a hundred times, you know, nobody keeps in-state talent better in-state than LSU. Nobody by a wide margin. But times have changed. NIL is a different thing. A portal, the portal is a different thing. And yep. Texas showed in the last cycle, they went in and I think they took two or three of the top five, six prospects out of Louisiana. Yep. And I can't ever recall, and you've done this longer than I have, yep. Texas ever going yep. in and doing that. And so that's them just putting their footprint in there and letting those guys know, yeah, you might be an LSU lean, but we're going to throw hands until he signs. Yeah, exactly. And you have to put – you know, look, Texas is prepared for this SEC move. They know what they have to do. And here's the thing. The last two classes, the 22 and 23 classes now, Texas has signed, what, four players from Louisiana, Aaron Bryant from Mississippi, Justice Finkley from Alabama, 
Cedric Baxter from Florida, and Peyton Kirkland. So there, they know where they have to recruit. And just look at the NFL draft. Look no further than that. The number one producing state was Florida, as usual nowadays, 36. Georgia has overtaken California. And yeah. That's going to be happened over the last five years. And man. that's going to stay. That's not going to change. Not as many kids are playing ball in California. Their per capita is way low. I could see it being more cyclical, but we'll disagree. But yeah, I, I think right. Georgia, maybe right. I think Georgia's going to keep ascending because the population growth in the Atlanta area just and the, I think the, the success of Kirby and those guys has something to do with it. The well, same as Alabama's success, and then all of a sudden, there that state turns out four or five, five stars per capita, and you're thinking, where are these kids coming from? Well, that, that's what I was going to get to. Alabama's a great point in that because last year they had more highly recruit, recruited, ranked, big jumbo athletes than any my years in this business. And I think it's because when kids are growing up there now, the parents, not the kids, are saying, okay, yeah, little Johnny loves basketball, but Nick Saban's had 100,000 players drafted and Auburn's played for a national title and have had a lot of guys drafted. Parents see football as the, as the way out of their children in Alabama. And you're seeing more of those big guys football focused, I yep. think, than just basketball focused at a young age in that state. And I think Georgia's kind of trending that way too. Uh, but again, I think 40, if you take the Louisiana, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, Florida, uh, and you add Texas to that. The NFL draft numbers, that was about 45% of the guys drafted. Which is insanely high. No states. And that's why Texas is going to the SEC and Oklahoma's going to the SEC. Make no mistake. I mean, that's where the talent is. And those kids are going to stay close to home, by and large, unless Ohio State plucks a couple of guys. And I consider Clemson an SEC school at this point, so they don't really count. Well, They're they like, act like one. Yeah, they act like one. So, um, But, Justin, let's move on. Um, we got about five minutes left. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. Um, I need some basketball fixed. Yeah, that's last. No, we got we got to let the people know where we're going on the road now. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, I, I know you got a you got a couple of stops to make here the next couple of days. Uh, I'll get into those stops and I'll let the people know where I'm going so they know why to come to Inside Texas for all the content. Absolutely, uh, we're gonna this week for me personally. I'm gonna go check out Parker Livingstone, wide receiver out of Lucas Lovejoy. Uh, he remains one of the top wide receiver targets on the board. Uh, Texas loves him. Sark really likes him. They've built a really good relationship with his parents, with his dad. Uh, that's only getting better. Even after his stop at LSU and he took a few other visits, the family is saying, you know what, Texas really looks good right now. I think that recruitment will be in the summer. Yeah. He's playing baseball right now, so I'm actually going to try to catch him pitching because I love to see a good pitcher. And and him and his older brother are definitely talented dudes. Yes, I got to go to Midlothian, Jerry. I got to go see Bryant Wesco. 
Uh, he's also another one of the top wide receiver targets. I might try to see all those receivers over the next two weeks uh, because uh, Wesco is one that I feel we feel like I feel like is personally probably trending to OU right now. They yeah. built the best relationship. They came in the earliest, but Chris Jackson, yeah. he he's new at this, and he's like he's not he doesn't he he's not phased. He they him and Banks went by the school late last week. Uh, they're trying to get Wesco on campus in June for an official, or just get him back on campus rather. And so I need to go check in on him as well. I might stop in uh, by Fort Worth and, and go see Daniel Cruz. I feel like we, I feel like that one's in, in a good place right now. I may swing through Duncanville just to see if I can wave at Colin Simmons. Maybe, maybe say hi to Alex January who put out his official visits last week uh, on Friday. And so, yeah, that that that's going to be my itinerary. I can't imagine what yours is going to look like. Well, I'm I, when we get finished here, I'm headed to uh, Hobby Airport and I'm flying out to Tampa. I'll be at IMG Academy tomorrow, uh, three 2024s that are going to officially visit June 23rd through 25th. That's Jarrett Gibson, the top running back on the board, who's a Texas lean. Jordan Johnson Rubel, originally from Fort Worth Brewer, the safety at IMG, who Justin and I believe is a heavy Texas lean. And then Jaden Jackson, a defensive tackle that Texas really likes. He was on yeah. campus a few weeks ago. He hasn't released his official visit dates, but I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's visiting the 23rd through 25th with his two teammates from IMG. I think he's originally from Brownsburg, Indiana. Um, mom and uncle are, are, are kind of helping him through this recruiting process. The Texas visit went a long way. Ohio State's your competition outside of the state of Florida, in the state of Florida. Miami's going to try really hard. Florida's going to try really hard. I think those are pretty much the four schools right now. Uh, and I think Texas, uh, Cecilia Connor, they got Leona LaFowle. They got some guys trying to help them on this one. Uh, so Jaden Jackson. Uh, and then there's Strayhorn, 2025. A couple of 2025s with offers from Texas. Then I'm going to go to Bradenton Manatee to check out a defensive tackle, Tyreke Robinson, who Texas offered, I believe, in early March, just to get a look at him. See what's going on. Then Thursday, I'll be at DeAndre Robinson School. I'm about to say that's Jones, right? Jones High, right Marcus by uh, Marcus Tillman School. Marcus Tillman School, right by Camping World Stadium there. Um, and I'll be there Thursday. And DeAndre, obviously, is visiting Florida June 2nd through 4th. And then Texas the 23rd through 25th. We'll see who else he mixes in. Georgia's, I think, may lock up an official visit with him as well. So really? that's going to be a nice little SEC recruitment. I know Tennessee's involved there, too. So I'll be on the road. Then after I come back, I'll be in Houston. And that next week, I'll be up in Dallas at a, a lot of various places. So that's where Justin and I are going to be on the road. Before we get into basketball, one more time, I want to thank our sponsor, our newest sponsor of On Texas Football, the Recruiting Breakdown. That's Chase Yarborough of Goosehead Insurance. There are hundreds of insurance providers out there to choose from, but Chase and his team have vetted the very best. They select only insurance companies that deserve your business for home, auto, life, flood, and umbrella policies. With rates on these with rates on the rise across the state, why not make one phone call and allow Chase to shop for you? Goosehead is the largest independent brokerage in the state of Texas. Contact Chase at chase.yarborough at goosehead.com or give him a call at 325-261-7127. Again, thank you to Chase Yarborough and the Goosehead Insurance team uh, for being the newest sponsor of On Texas Football. Uh, Justin, we're going to hit a little basketball here. Basketball's in the news. Um, I need this. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, not much we can really say on Ron Holland at this point. I mean, he may go to the G League, although the people around him have never wanted him to go to the G League because he's a young senior. He may end up at Arkansas. We'll see. Kansas. Here, I got to ask you, 
Yeah. Do you think Texas releases him? Or do you think they, they it sticks and he's forced to go play pro ball? Because I think we may see a trend here, Jerry. I think schools Texas, are thinking, you've already yeah. signed. I don't have to release you to go play against you next year. You're going to have to make the choice to go pro. I'm curious your take there because, to me, I feel like that's the essence of the Ron Holland situation. Well, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Texas is still talking with the family. Um, yeah. They're still talking to Ron. You know, that's a, that's a tough one for me because I can see why a college would want to do that, Justin. I don't know if I'd do that to a kid at Duncanville. I, that's the tough one for me. The it's residual kind of, effect. It, it's kind of where you play, too. I mean, you know, if it's a one a kid from a one-horse town that's never had a basketball prospect and he ends up being a great player and he could go pro while he decides he doesn't want to go to Texas, that, I just don't know if you – you know, how you play with this a Duncanville situation because here's the thing. Justin, if you don't release him and he wants to go elsewhere, what does that do to you with Colin Simmons and his friends that you're recruiting in other sports too? There's a lot that goes into recruiting a kids at Duncanville because it's not just one sport. It's two or three counting track and field. So to tell Don't spot forget to be about the for current Longhorns that played basketball with Holland. That's right. That's right. I mean, that, so it, this is a tough one. It's not the normal situation. The update I will say is Texas is still talking to Holland and his family um, and his advisors, and we'll see what happens. Um, we all know in this business, once you back out of a, a commitment from a school, you generally don't end up back there. Yeah. Um, everybody, AM fans were hopeful on Anthony Hill. It wasn't happening. So we're going to say it's a long shot, but it's also NIL world. So we'll see what happens on that. Uh, two visitors, I think huge visitors, uh, Zarika Yimna, uh, 6'8", Jumping Jack power forward with long arms from UTEP on campus for his official visit to Texas right now. He was at Vanderbilt with Jerry Stackhouse uh, last week for a couple of days. Vanderbilt tried to get him to commit and shut it down. He has canceled his Ole Miss visit for now. He's at Texas. And the key here for Texas is Rodney Terry recruited on Yimna to UTEP out of San Antonio J. He's gone from a guy who averaged two points and one and a half rebounds his first two years to seven and four and a half rebounds last year. His last 11 games, he was like 11.2 points, almost six rebounds a block a game. He's really starting to ascend. And he's a big recruitment, Justin, because if Texas wins out for a Yimna, they have Dylan DeSue's back, Caden Shedder, who's six eleven and a half, six seven footer in shoes, and Yimna. They are actually better in the front court than they were last year in the last couple of years because they're more versatile. With bigger bodies, Shedrick's a rim protector. He has size. Better, better defensive players, no question. Better defensive, better defensive players, no question about it. And Dylan Dessou, just a year older, right? I mean, health's always yeah. the thing. But they would be 6'9", 6'8", with length and the jumping jack, 6'11". I mean, in a team defender who really changes shots, they would be better on the interior yeah. uh, than the last couple of years. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Then there's – anybody that's read Inside Texas last year from the state tournament – there's a kid named Kendall, Kendall Weavers, spelled Shindall, Shindall, C-H-E-N-D-A-L-L. He was at Mansfield Timberview, and I saw him in the playoffs in the state tournament, and he had no offers. Um, and I think, and I, to this day, I'm going to stand by it till I'm wrong. I think he's one of the most under-recruited basketball players in Texas in the last decade or so. He's a 6'3", explosive guard um, that has a lot of similar traits to Jabari Rice for me. He's got a winner's DNA. He's a tough kid. He's got that correct chip on his shoulder because he was under-recruited. He has something to prove. He goes to UT Arlington, only scholarship offer, D1. He's the WAC freshman of the year. 
Shot 40% from three, which was unexpected. Here's here's Weaver. We were the only people that had – if you can switch that to his recruiting profile, I actually ranked the kid. We were the only people that had him ranked. I ranked him as a high three-star. I was like, I don't know what people are doing. So on three will forever be the only people that had this kid ranked. I think he's going to play pro basketball on some level one day. I think he's that level guy. He's closer to 6'3 now. He's at AM right now. He goes to Texas and Texas Tech after that. His sister was a All-American at AM. She's Got in drafted. the WNBA. The mom went to Texas Tech. They had a cousin that played women's basketball at Texas Tech. So Texas is surrounded by family yeah. uh, connections with AM in Texas. Weaver has the same trainer as Max Asmus. So we'll see what happens. I think Texas is in a pretty good spot, but it's a battle. This kid's being recruited. This is where the portal gets interesting, Justin. This kid went from no offers to being recruited like a five-star by these schools in Texas. They think, he, they think he is a tremendous player, all of them. Yeah. It's that lady, it's that late eval you got to slide in. You know, the one that, well, we kind of missed a few of them. Uh, and it happens in this industry all the time. But when you see guys like you do as much in person, it's easier to make those in those in-person evaluations. And Weaver obviously has these traits. And you, he's not he's not a point. This is like an off guard. Who he's can an off shoot, guard. Like you said, like a Jabari Rice. He can yeah. shoot. He create. He can do a lot of different things. I think anytime you can add a kid that can shoot, I'm a fan because this, the, the, the Longhorns have been without some really consistent shooters really for about – almost 10 years now. They only started building it back over the last two. So anybody that you can get that can shoot from the outside, I think is a plus. And like you said, with, with the with the kids in the paint, you know, those guys can be a better defensive team than they were last year. I felt like it was very offensive-centric posts. That, that You know, aside from Dylan Mitchell's crazy athleticism, it was Bishop, Allen, and DeSue, and those were all more more or less offensive-minded guys, not really your defensive stalwart. Yeah. If you can add some defensive guys in that middle, say a Tyrese Hunter doesn't get drafted where he wants, he comes back, I think I think you can, can capture some more of what you had, of Terry had last year, but man, uh, everything is going to hinge on, on what Ron Holland does, I feel like, from a, from a, bat, from a, a program standpoint. And for Texas fans out there on basketball portal and recruiting, the portal closes May 11th. That does not keep a grad transfer who graduates in late May from going uh, from hitting the portal and going to another school. That's just guys that are not grad transfers. The last day to enter is May 11th. I do not think guys are done entering the portal. I'll say that. And that's yeah. why patience is always the key in the portal. And for Texas fans, that's tough. They see six players right now. They're like, what's going to how are we going to get to 11? Well, you got two guys this week. If you went out for both, you're in a much better spot. They want another big guard that can shoot the ball. Uh, to Justin's point, Max Asmus is going to shoot 41, 42% from three with the talent around him. Weaver shot 40% last year. You're one more good shooter away from having the best perimeter shooting team since 08. So you can win Ooh. in a lot of different ways. We'll see. Because Desu can shoot. Desu's a 33, 34% three-point shooter. The more he's going to play. I mean, he's been up to 37% at Vanderbilt before a knee injury. So you add one more six, three, four guy that could shoot it. If you get Weaver to go with Max, you have a Max people underestimate how much he's going to open the court up for everybody else. You have to guard him 27 Ooh. feet. I mean, he's made a huge fan. there was a reason he was at the top of the portal rankings out of Oral Roberts since this thing began. There was a reason that kid yeah. can ball. He can ball. All right. For Justin Wells, I'm Jerry Hamilton. That's been this week's recruiting breakdown. 
We'll see you on the road reporting at Inside Texas. And Justin and I will be back here next week. Thank you very much for tuning in.